Welcome to Bad Movie Brunch. I'm Luke. I'm Katie. And I'm Taylor. And it's been a hot minute. It's been a hot second because I'm globe trotting and then I'm also quarantining and getting COVID tests and, and, and distancing and then going around places again and, and you know, just living the life. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Katie's been trying to get me to watch a Xanadu and do this podcast for weeks and I'm just ducking her. I'm a fucking, I'm too Hollywood. <laughs> for, for Katie, uh, and I'm also ducking my wife. I'm too Hollywood for my wife because. <laughs> um, but thankfully, they did watch it, and I get to be in an interesting spot uh, as sort of the audience this time because I think a lot of times people listen without watching the flick. I'm definitely that person. I still haven't watched it. I'm trash. I'm a trash human. <laughs> uh, so I, without further ado, I kind of just want to pass it off to you guys and I'll be here and I'll interject here and there, but I'd rather you guys chop it about this movie because as I said, before we went live, your conversation will be far more valuable than mine, which okay. actually is kind of the case every other time you're on with, with oh, me. Oh, that's too. not but, true. But <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, Xanadu. Do you want to oh, just that, get into it? Is that one of the songs? Oh yeah, it is. Um, it uh, so Luke, how do I describe this movie? So it is mm. about a an an artist, and he is an artiste, and he's feeling a little bit. He has artist block, and he quit his job where he recreates album covers for like storefronts and things like that to try to make it as a freelancer or to do his own personal work. Problem is, he doesn't know what he wants to do, so he rips up his artwork, he sends it out into the wind, and it gets picked up by this magical mural of the nine muses from Greek mythology, and they all come alive to ELO's music, uh, Electric Light Orchestra, and um, one of them decides to take on the name Kira and to inspire him to create the great work of art. But... What's odd about the movie, number one, the movie took so long to make that it ended up being released in 1980 shortly after. It's a very disco-heavily themed movie, and 1980 saw the great disco end, so it wasn't very well received on that front. And on another front, which I think is very odd about the movie, the great work of art isn't a work of art, it's a roller disco. And it's a roller disco that this great artist doesn't even come up with. It's something that he has to do with another, with with a musician named Danny McGuire, played by Gene Kelly. And how do you get from point A to point B? I'm not sure. I have no idea. I saw the movie. I couldn't tell you. The movie itself is a lot of music videos kind of stitched together very haphazardly. And it's implied that the muse who was trying to inspire our main character, Sonny, inspired this other musician back when he was young and in a big band in the 1940s. So that's kind of weird, but it's never fully addressed. And the end of the... Well, eventually, like, the the muse is like, I'm not supposed to have feelings, but I'm falling in love with this artist after, like, inspiring all these other great people over the years i think like michelangelo is one of them and it's like really sonny malone is the guy that really and um but they get permission at first they ask the gods for permission to be together and they say no but eventually kira breaks free and then there's this big musical number at the roller disco and i guess it turned out i guess it's a success it's really uh 
shockingly nonsensical is oh. is how I would describe it. It is watching people take acid and then rollers r- roller skate is what mm-hmm. it feels like to me. It feels like they're like oh I all the things that you said, Katie, are things that I knew were happening. Um at the same time, I didn't know what was happening. The muses is so vague to me that mm-hmm. I'm like, I understand uh, because you mentioned it, but I'm like, is there supposed to be something special about her? Uh, there's, and then it's like an attempt at a jukebox musical, like clearly. Uh, and for some reason, I, when I was looking this up, Olivia Newton-John w- like got an like was nominated for like best. Uh, new artist, like new actor or like breakout actor during this time. And I'm oh, like, wow. yeah, which is funny because I'm like, you know, no one remembers Xanadu. We, if anybody remembers. I've never even fucking heard of it. Yeah. Like I, when I, when you said the word, I was like, Xanadu, like I did that from Citizen Kane. Like the, <laughs> I, I know the word from that movie and I literally just Googled it while you guys were talking. It means Mongolian city. Mm-hmm. Um, or like a place of like paradise or whatever, but yeah, that's how dumb I am. I I literally when you said this, I was like, okay. And didn't you say this was the basis upon which the Razzies were created? Yes. So the uh the gentleman that created the Razzies, I have his name here. Uh, John J B Wilson went to a double feature with Xanadu and another musical released around the same time, Can't Stop the Music, which I didn't know this until um I'd already picked Xanadu, but that's a uh village people musical that oh wow <laughs> oh, i actually want to do that one that, that came out the same year and that's actually the one that won worst movie and worst screenplay so what the yeah how could not this... not I, xanadu it's can't stop the music right so like, I yes, like I'm very curious how that is could be. Xanadu so bad that you don't believe the village people musical could be worse Yes, that's what I'm saying. But it's also like, I guess I should say Xanadu is just kind of like an attempt at a feel good. I also think Gene Kelly, one, I am so embarrassed. I knew it was Gene Kelly, but I didn't. I'm going to blame that I was tired when I watched it. But Mm -hmm. I was like, who's this old man? And they're really having him dance and they're really trying to do that. And so there's like some things where you can be like, I can see the pitch of this movie. I can see the pitch of this movie going really well. Like, I can see someone being like, we're going to get Gene Kelly in here, and it's going to be about this artist being revived. And it's it's kind of like, oh, who wouldn't want to see Gene Kelly come back and be this, like, delightful old man dancing and finding his love for art again? That mm-hmm. makes sense to me. Yeah, but the, that like, pitch sounds great. Yes, but what it ends up being is exactly that. And, like, if you can say that you're going to make musical numbers with him – and all of this stuff. But what ends up happening is the roller skating aspect of it just, it's like, really makes no sense. And also, the dream of it is hilarious because you're right, Katie. First, the whole point of it is to be like, we've made this roller skating place with live rock and roll music. And those that never, unless, you know, I'm also a little too young for all of this, but I'm like, that did not grow in popularity. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's also kind of like, oh, it, it's it's like watching a movie about the future that you're like, oh, you thought this was going to happen in 2000. 
like, oh, you thought, no, you're really off there. And so you're kind of like, and for it to be about art, you're like, oh, that really, that really didn't take off the way you thought it was gonna. Mm-hmm. It really backfired on you. But I also think that I'm too, uh, the like musical video, like um, music video movies just doesn't hit me in a different way because I grew up when VH1, VH1 was everywhere and you could just watch movie mu- music videos for 24 hours a day, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So I'm like, I also wonder if I, there's part of me that's like, oh, okay. And was it a little bit more exciting when it first came out? Maybe. I, it did make I'm, $3 million, I think is what yeah, I Yeah, I don't think that it went over very well. I think that it later became a cult classic because it is so deeply dated it is just so aggressively dated and of its time that i think that it found an audience and you actually have some history connected to this property you saw the broadway musical that it's based off of yes i saw it which is funny so i saw it in this really i saw it at the marriott theater in um chicago and Mm -hmm. i no one's gonna know the stage but it's a very small stage you don't know that well, if someone does, you'll know that the size of that stage is so small. And so I'm just thinking about it. Also, my college town, the community theater did Xanadu. I just am like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But then I'm kind of like, I have no judgment here because I loved Cats the movie. And I think I'm probably one of like five people who really enjoyed that movie because it made me laugh so hard. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, I think I think that cats the the flick will will be the Xanadu, fucking forty years from now. I love cats. I think cats I is it. a great time, and I think that because cats is also an interesting comparison, right? Because it's a very strange musical that doesn't really have that much of a plot. Although I do think that there was more of an effort to kind of make cats have a plot in the movie version than there was with this yes so they added songs uh, to it to make it make sense like there's mm -hmm. there's characters in there that weren't the same and like they really tried hard to be like this is what everybody's fighting for blah blah blah. and in xanadu it's like we know that he wants to be an artist but then there's just like eight million different random things and the biggest thing that gets to me is like Clearly, Kira is supposed to be both of the past for Gene Kelly's character and mm-hmm. this guy's character. And yet, when they're all together, there's no, like, dude, didn't you, for lack of better words, didn't you bang both these dudes? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Because I'm like, he was in love with her and they're in love. But and sh- when we see him look at her in the picture, we know it's mm-hmm. her. But when we see her in real life, he doesn't. It's so confusing. I think it's implied that he doesn't think that she can be the same girl because so much time has passed. And he thinks that, because he doesn't expect her to be amused, so he expects that the woman that he fell in love with probably has aged. But that's never spoken. And there might be a moment of understanding near the end that happens between the two of them. But again, it's, it's not very well stated. And it's all just very confusing. That said, Gene Kelly around this period could still dance. And he is delightful. It is so oh. much fun to see him go. Even though, um, in some cases, it's weird. Like when they're all trying on clothes. But it's still delightful. 
I 100% agree. And I, it's, I think that's the other thing is like, you get so sick and tired of the whininess of the main character, in my opinion. Because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, you say Tuesday is Wednesday and I say Wednesday is Tuesday. And it's like, he fights him on like, meet him in five minutes. This guy is like, how dare you ask me to do that? It, mm-hmm. it, they do not develop this idea that like, uh, this guy's out here not using his art to be an artist, but to make money. Like, and we don't like him. Like, we don't really get that. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a little hard to be like, okay, main character, he asked you to get up there in five minutes and you've got a problem. Like, uh, this does, it's not big enough for me. We don't see him fight him in a way where you're like, oh, okay. And then, oh, one of the best crazy scenes, in my opinion, is the, like, fake musical, uh, the music video that they make. And then his boss is there. And then they just roller skate out. And there's yeah. just, like, fireworks and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, I love this idea that it's, like, um, that, that even in music, this world, the music video making of it is even fantastical. Where it's like, okay, that was, it's, again, it's fun. Probably, maybe you should take some acid and watch this movie. You might like it. Xandu! And, and, and in, it, in it, Oregon, it is, maybe you can. It's totally it, fun. It, it mm-hmm. is a, um, a very visually striking film, for sure. Uh, the effects are very of their time, but they're, they're still noticeable and very, there's a, there's a take there. And I feel like, if, if not with drugs, I feel like this actually would be a, a lovely film to have in the background during, like, a party or at a bar, like, a themed event. But it, it doesn't really work as a movie, and it's simply because there's not enough of a narrative. Because um, for a musical to really work, the songs have to be relevant to the story. And if you don't have a story, it's difficult for the songs to be relevant. There's no I want song there's no like it, it it just all comes yes, off very shallow there there's no the the 11 o'clock number there's mm-hmm. no like we're using the the songs to move like oh my god it felt like every so- time a song came in you're like why are why mm-hmm. uh, even the song at the end where they're like s- celebrating the the club opening i'm just like what is going on what i just was there is Exactly that. There's, it was a failed attempt at using, uh, it would be like Mamma Mia and using Mamma mm-hmm. Mia music or using ABBA music to not bring any sort of uh, purpose to the characters in that musical. Xanadu oh. just does not, I just am like, I, okay. But I think you're right. You get a bunch of people together, not during COVID times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you get on like you get nine you all have be different muses and all that stuff like boom genius plan like love it you all get to wear cute little like I I understand because I think it's for a musical I think people would really like to watch people on roller skates in a musical mm-hmm. um, aspect so I think that would be fun so I'm like oh if you do that way and then you but if you're right, if it's at a party, you're getting drunk and you're all like, this is so silly. Great. Watching it by yourself, being tired. It's a rough time. 
Yeah, it's just boring. It's, it's boring. very boring. But and the songs Taylor, go on forever. You're you're more of a musical theater person than I am. So let me know if I'm wrong on this front. Isn't there another roller skating musical that's like Cats but with trains? And isn't it called Starlight Express? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yes, yes, so yes. yes. That is in the like, ether. Oh, you are testing me, but gave me <laughs> on air. Yeah, <laughs> I want to say that my degree is in theater, and I'm a, uh, I uh, focus more in plays, but also mm-hmm. like uh, I definitely grew up watching all the hit musicals. But yes, you are correct in that. Mm-hmm. And um, when you first said it, I was imagining people uh, on roller sk- skates pretending to be planes or trains, and I'm like, I don't think it's that far. Uh, the Starlight oh, okay. Express. It has the song. Uh, Mm-hmm. Goes colder and suddenly you're older. You know, if you've watched P.S. I Love You, it's the um, the song she sings on the couch that she's like uh, really sad and depressed after her husband died. You know, I'm very mm-hmm. descriptive on this and hopefully someone gets <laughs> it, but um, I'm not going to sing it out loud. Yeah, p- point being, there is another roller skate musical. And although I have not watched that one, because it is from... Uh, Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber himself, I believe he's a sir, uh, that it's probably more um, uh, entertaining than this was, if nothing else. Broadway should take break and turn it into a roller skate musical. (laughs) That would be awesome. You hear that, Broadway? Luke says you should take it. Mm -hmm. Pay me a little scratch. I don't know if I can handle that, babe. I, I don't. I feel like there'd be like really one sad number when AG's like coming to terms with his life while he's roller skating that I couldn't. I'd be like, well, oh, musical version of Break. Throw up. The, oh my God, the um, the uncle would have such a great song when he's imparting wisdom to oh, yeah. to him oh, in the garden oh my god that would be so Gene awesome Kelly come, comes back from the dead and just <laughs> maybe break should have been a roller skate musical this whole time <laughs> yeah uh-huh sometimes you just misfire <laughs> <laughs> this is the boy who's had lots of people watch his movie hmm. <laughs> but it's uh, a lovely film yeah check it out on amazon prime yeah. Wow, I have become I, yeah, you. Yeah, you gotta do it. At least once an episode, you gotta uh, mention it. <laughs> but yes, I think that you're right, Katie. If you're gonna watch this movie, watch it with a bunch of friends and make it a theme. Uh, mm-hmm. But not right now. COVID cases are on the rise, people. Let's let's stay focused. Unless you work for the movies pop-up, stay home. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Lucas. Yeah. I, <laughs> if, you're, if you have to travel for anywhere, again, you know, um, while at, there are people who are unemployed and, you know, you got to do you, if you have a job, you should, you know, keep it. So no mm-hmm. judgment to you, uh, Luke. But yes, you should be as much as stay home order as you can. Sideways. I am talking sideways because I'm looking at you and you're in the you're not next to me. Sorry, everyone. Uh, but yes, the you, once we can do whatever we want in this world, hopefully we can have a Xanadu party. Xanadu. Yeah. Xanadu. I can't name any other song that has happened. But isn't that funny that I've seen this musical to, or know of two companies that have done it, but I definitely have not heard anyone do Starlight Express in a long time. Mm-hmm. So maybe Starlight Express is bad. No, it, means, it means it's ripe for a remake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're By right, the way, Luke. speaking of, of musicals, I'm just going to throw this in there. 
My favorite musical of all time is Merrily We Roll Along. <gasps> and uh, Richard Linklater, I guess, has been making it. And he's going to oh. do the thing where people, the actors are actually going to age with the story. Oh, I didn't know that's what that was that yes. he's doing, but it's Beanie Feldstein and... Uh, ben Platt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, they're doing it like over 30 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I did not know that's what it was. I just knew that he was doing it. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Luke, as soon as he saw it was announced, posted on my wall on Facebook, and he was like, well, we have a date in 30 years. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, gladly. Yeah. Um, great, great, great man, Stephen I Sondheim. Love oh, I love Linklater. And I love, St- I love both, but I love Stephen Sondheim. Uh, mm-hmm. Me too. I'm going really... through a big Sondheim phase right now. Oh, Company is my favorite musical. I um, love Company. Even though I've never seen it in uh, a person, I just... Uh, you know, Katie, what he did with that was he wrote, he interviewed all of his friends and then wrote that musical about love. And he had never felt like he had been in love at that point. And I just am like, Aww. oh, this is so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Every song in that is so, I think, captures every part and version of being in love that mm-hmm. is like the things that nobody talks about and things that everybody talks about. He... Oh, every nook and crevice if you haven't seen company or listened to it you should definitely listen to it mm-hmm. absolutely highly recommend it there's also a um that have you have you seen the behind the scenes cast recording that they did in uh i think 1970 oh yes it, with it, elaine stretch so fascinating uh, yeah he's such watching the again i'm gonna give away so many things um, but there's the beautiful older lady, um, in the musical has this, like, she's been divorced multiple times. And then she has this, one of the last songs in the musical where she's talking about, uh, just like all the different versions of women in life and kind of mm-hmm. laughing the at The ladies who lunch. The ladies who lunch. And she, they talk about how she came in all perfect and looking perfect and Stephen Sondheim did not like it. And mm-hmm. then after wearing her down three days, being all like her hair is a mess. She's just done. That was the moment that they got the uh, recording that we have now. And you're just hearing that just uh, perfection. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yes, I really love this. I really, really love Company. I really love Stephen Sondheim. I think also Assassins, I guarantee you, will have oh. a reboot. We'll have a reboot this i think this next year i think I, it needs to be due erica and i were done. gonna go see it before we had tickets oh uh, no mm-hmm, before covid oh. hit yeah <laughs> i got to see it uh in london um with aaron Tveit, uh who's oh, shoot Catherine, the who takes over for michael um as the boss in the office the redhead you know what i'm talking about this uh. i'm talking about Luke, Amy the office. Adams? No, the redhead. The long redhead. She's British. She comes oh, in. Oh, I know who you're talking about. So I, I don't know the actress's name. She was in it, and oh, the musical was so good. And all of a sudden, and I'm like, uh, I think especially after the election and all that stuff, people should have to listen to Assassins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A hundred million percent. Uh, well, it suggested. it seems like we're segueing away from Xanadu. So has there been... <laughs> yeah. we, we should go into extra credits. So what have you guys been watching recently? the election yeah, so <laughs> I don't, has anything big happened like this past couple of weeks like politically or, uh, or like yeah, i the, don't know i, I had noticed yeah, uh, i mean i will say things that i have watched 
Um, we talked, this has been several weeks now, but I watched Miss America after your request, and that was, oh, blew my melon and really mm-hmm. uh, just opened my eyes to just, I think, the history of feminism in women, mm-hmm. and, and I think it is a must-watch Especially, I think, for the younger generation who basically knows of Gloria Steinem, but, like, doesn't know. Um, so I, I, had, I really watched that. I watched all of Shit's Creek very quickly. Nice. And I don't think there's a movie. Luke Gordon and I thought we had seen a movie that we were like, oh, what was it that we watched? It was so bad. But other than that, I, don't, I haven't watched very much. That, those are my extra credits. Loved him. I feel like you. I feel like you've been watching everything. That's weird. I think that. it's because my family. Do you watch Succession. Oh, I love Succession. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, just, everybody's ears. I just went whoa. <laughs> I watched Succession, which I also think is a very. Um, oh, I watched Insecure. Yeah, you watch literally everything. Like. I do watch. I watch lots of TV. I like to. I started Insecure, um, and that has been living in LA. If you haven't seen it, it's it's Issa Rae's. She's been this is her fourth season. It's her baby, and uh, it's all about her life. And it was based off of her web series, the oh, I don't know the name of it, but oh, um, uh, uh, the, the misadventures awkward. of awkward black girl. Yes, exactly. And so I I started that, and that's been that's really really good. Um, oh, oh, and then I I oh, Katie, I finally watched. Uh, Jojo Rabbit. Oh yeah, I watch a lot of stuff. Yes, I didn't know anything about it. I watched it on the airplane. I shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so good. And then I I watched Forty Two with Chadwick Bosman's. Oh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. I watched that. Who did you watch that with? I watched it on the airplane yesterday. Yesterday, the whole thing. Yeah, I saw that in theater with Dad. Yeah, that's crazy. It's very good. It's funny though. And it now two thirds of that equation are not here. Chadwick and Dad. R.I.P. Yes. to both. <laughs> Um, but yes, I liked it. I I thought that the storyline was little. Eh. But yeah, <laughs> what, factual. Yeah, yeah. I just the true to life. Yeah, heroic. Yes, <laughs> it felt like uh, just have to watch because it's so racist. Oh yeah, it was very good. I think it watching Alan Tudyk is a super racist yeah. short shortstop in that movie. I want to let you know that was the part that I didn't like. I was like, oh, I like Adam, Alan Tudyk, but I didn't think he was right for that part. Sorry. To be racist. Yeah. You're just playing a racist. I know, but I, I always think of him as, like, the, like, funny guy. So watching him say it just it, it didn't hit. Didn't hit the spot. Yeah. But I think that's the point, right? It's I supposed to be, like, everybody, like, like there's the everyday racist at that time. Like, even. Oh, the, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if Alan Tudyk is, is, is saying racist shit, not literally Alan Tudyk, but the actor. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? It's, like, that's the whole point. Like, I, I'm not I'm not trying to. No. Uh, yes, it is. Ju- nobody wants to go into a theater and watch Alan Tudyk say the N-word over and over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but at the same time, uh, it was probably billion times worse for the real life Jackie Robinson, oh, yes. like breaking the color barrier. So I think they like it's a hard walk. Like they have to walk that line of like we don't want to church it up too much because this is fucked up. And that's but we also like you know what I mean. But like we also and that's where I felt. I felt it was churched up. Oh, okay, to that's, Disney. I, yes, I and I think it's. I think I. I have not seen it since theater, so I can't recall. I also think if I would have watched it not in the midst of literally the election and mm. all of this stuff, like and you're watching that post post him passing yeah. away. That's yeah. that's so sad. So, it was, I mean, he's brilliant. He's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant actor. And then Harrison Ford has this, like, really weird, uh, his character is weird in my opinion. But 
I don't. I did not even remember Harrison Ford is in it. He's the manager. It's basically his relationship, and he's you know, it's a constant question of like, why do you want to have me on your team? And he's like, well, because I'm a. Like he, he first it's about church and then it becomes about uh, he he used to play uh, baseball and he had a really great catcher who was black that he didn't feel like he did enough so like the guilt of it it transformed him but his character was like so prominent in the story that I was like eh, I could have done biopic more biopic is it yeah oh, exactly okay, I got you man I do not remember that flick maybe it's right for a rewatch yeah I literally maybe it's crazy that the, the scene I remember like I, I'm like oh Alan Tudyk being racist I'm like oh I remember that but yeah and I remember Chadwick being awesome because that was pre Black Panther yeah and everything and I remember being like oh this guy rocks but yeah and then I finished and then I started the Mr. Rogers movie with Tom Hanks and then I got really like emotional and hopeful for the future of teaching kids again about how like character matters I think that's been the thing of the week and Mm -hmm. um we we definitely need more education for uh uh kids to love your neighbor and be your neighbor and and what it's like to deal with all those heavy emotions i was like we need someone like that again because this is going to be rough on kids this whole year is like that's Mm -hmm. it's going to be the secret thing for these kids to grow up like this and not understand and so i'm uh, gonna end there with those are all the things i watched (laughs) probably more i mean yeah i teach in the middle of the night so i have a lot of uh, free time to avoid the problems of the world and i do it through escapism of mm, television and movies Mm-hmm. Hence Lord, why we have bad I feel that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I watched. Katie? Uh, on my front, I um, am getting really obsessed with the whole Nexium thing. So I watched The Vow on HBO Max, the docuseries talking Ooh, about the inner up. workings of the cult. Yeah, it is. And I've also uh, got a free trial from Stars to watch the other series, uh, Seduced, Brad which follows. You Which get follows free uh, trials, Kate? Yeah, free free trial. Well, you know, seven day trial um, that I have to cancel. But um, don't forget. Yeah, I won't. I'll try. But that's been really interesting to compare and contrast because um, the vow was that whole thing was be nice to people who are in cults because they don't know what's happening, and seduced hmm. is a lot more like. There are people in cults who were bad people, and it was a lot harsher. It, it talked more about the um, the more salacious parts of Keith Raniere that I think the Vow kind of tried to go away from because they wanted to focus more on the the victims of the cults. And it, it, it's interesting comparing and contrasting the, the two different forms. So I'm going to watch that last episode tonight, which I'm very excited about. I watched The Witches also. Um, <gasps> very curious about yes. this. Yes, did you like it? I loved I, the witches book when I grew up. I had a teacher read it to me in elementary school and it was very good. I heard the witches are being shamed about their portrayal yeah. of their fingers. Yeah, yeah, which which I um that didn't occur to me when I watched it, but I totally understand their their point of view. It just that just didn't occur to me. But um Anne Hathaway does an incredible camp performance. Uh she she's wonderful in that role. I didn't know she could be such a good villain. And I think it's very charming. And it's it's one of those rare movies that you don't see a lot. And I know we've discussed this before, of that family films are a dying breed. And it it's one that I feel like both parents and children can enjoy. And it's live action, which I also think is rare for a more family film. 
So oh, yeah. I, I'd recommend it. I, I thought it was interesting. It also keeps the more bummer ending of the original book, which I guess the 1990 version changed to make it more optimistic. So, uh, oh, yes. yeah. Yes, people, yes, yes. people love to fuck with, with Roald Dahl shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Oh, I love, oh, I love all of his books. I love the BFG and Witches. Did you watch Spielberg's mm-hmm. BFG? Did you I watch Spielberg's BFG? No, because I'd actually done a school production of it and did a bunch of, we did puppetry with it, and we had a 16-foot um, BFG on stage. It was oh. so, oh, it was one of my favorite shows I did in and college. And you felt that was better than anything Mr. Spielberg could offer? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like puppetry. I did... <laughs> Uh, I'm just fucking with that. I did. We. I got to play a meat eater, so I got to be a villain, Ooh. and I never get to be a villain. And I was like this puppet where I put on this backpack and ended up working with the guy who did the puppetry. It was one of my first jobs. So I think I also have a lot of sentimental. It was my first job out of college, and I think puppetry is uh, watching kids react to puppets is so mm-hmm. beautiful. Anywho, uh, not about, it's not about me. It's Katie. Sorry, Katie. <laughs> Oh, the only one that I, uh, I'll i bring up is um, I saw On the Rocks, Sofia Coppola's new film. Oh, and Bill Murray and yeah. Rachel Jones? Yeah, How yeah. It? It, it's it's interesting. It's not my favorite one of her films, but I think that it, um, it, it flows together all right. It's definitely a father-daughter movie. It's less about her relationship with her husband and more about kind of coping with the father cheating on her mother when she was younger. Copaling. Yeah, copaling. And, um, yeah, they, the, they have a good, reasonable father-daughter chemistry. I thought that that came off really well. And Bill Murray uh, does well playing a charming playboy in his twilight years. <laughs> so that was, that was really fun. I, I, I did enjoy it. I, I thought that um, uh, it, it doesn't have her usual aesthetic, I didn't feel like. Like, like it, um, especially after watching The Beguiled, which was very extremely feminine it was interesting to see how she kind of moved away from that in this film um so yeah it's it's interesting to compare them and i overall i did enjoy it good what about you luke um i did i oh should i think i watched a handful of things so did i ever talk about adopt a highway on on this show no I watched this movie called Adopt a Highway on my plane uh, a little bit ago, and uh, it was Ethan Hawke. So that's why I watched it. Um, and he—he's—I think it's like—I don't know if it's a true story or not, but he plays this dude who uh, is like gets out of prison for like mm-hmm. literally for having like an ounce of, of weed or something or like a quad, like something small. Like you it used to be like a three strike rule in the state. And I don't remember what state, but there used to be the three strike rule. And so, so, okay. Fun. It was everywhere. Uh, well, regardless, um, that was kind of like the commentary off the bat, uh, is as a, as a youth, it, like he got like three striked and went to prison for a long ass time. And even though that had been abolished, his sentence was a sentence. And so the movie starts him getting out and he's just like super he plays and he's so good at it but it, like the movie is probably a lot better because it's Ethan Hawke and he's just mm-hmm. so goddamn able like you know what i mean like uh, cuz it's a very it's, he he's very quiet most of it he actually doesn't have a, a ton of dialogue 
Uh, he's very lost in this movie, and he, so he just has—he's putting in a lot of work, and it's—it's it's really good. Uh, but basically, the plot uh, as it unfolds is he finds like a baby and like a, a abandoned baby in like a, a dumpster. Oh my like, god! Takes, and then he like takes the baby, uh, uh, and has it for a few days, um, like at this hotel, and then uh, people like I, it, things kind of unfold from there. But that uh, then he like flees town. Uh, once the baby gets taken in and he wants to like take care of the baby um, but can't or whatever I don't want to spoil anything so I'm doing a bad job also pitching the movie <laughs> but basically what it ends up being ultimately uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it boils down to is a story about uh, a, a father and a kid mm-hmm. uh, it's a story about him and his father and his father is a runner through it like the, uh, his father died while he was in prison so he didn't get to really deal with that uh, and he talks about his dad a lot to the baby, and then basically he ends like he ends up being like you know a father to this kid, having it thrust upon him, and he wants to take care of this child and everything else. It's very nice. There's some stuff in that's like eh, whatever, and there's some stuff that's like you know not necessarily above average, but uh, overall I really dug it. And if you mm-hmm. like Ethan Hawke, it's a it's 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 worth a watch for sure. The man can the man hangs the moon. Um, I watched. If you want to talk about Disneyfying some history, I watched uh, uh, the Trial of the Chicago Seven. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I saw that too. It was fantastic. It is. It's it's pretty good. I I, I agree. Fantastic actually is a, is a great word. It's Sorkin. Is Sorkin. Is Sorkin. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. The dialogue's good. Everybody's performance is good. There's some intense fucking shit. I had an issue. I thought there was a tonal imbalance mm. uh, in the flick. Like I think that they were like like at times he's like trying to be like look at my look how look how goddamn smart i am and funny i am with my dialogue and then it's like oh there's a rape scene cool or like uh, uh and i know it's supposed to be jarring just like we were talking mm-hmm. about earlier with 42 and you know like i get it's jarring as fuck when you buy in that man and uh, that black man and, and gag him in the courtroom and all this shit it's all fine but it's like it, the the problem i had with it throughout is like these things come out of nowhere uh, and so you're trying to do it just the styles don't necessarily mesh for me they don't blend in a way that effectively tells like the gravity of it all um mm-hmm. you have sasha being amazing like sasha barricone's giving a performance you have fucking eddie redman eddie redmayne giving a performance uh mm-hmm. uh everybody i can't i can't even think of everybody um jgl's in it fucking yeah um like i mean everybody's in it so it's good it's totally good and i'm happy i watched it uh, and it's an important movie, especially for for where we at as an uh, where we're at as a nation. But even the ending of it, uh, and since you've seen it, this is great. Did you did you like think the ending when it's like, oh well, my statement, and like he, it's like, yes, it's it's a it's a it's a total baller move that you're uh, you're using your statement where they can't stop you to read all the name of these like mm-hmm. soldiers that died in Vietnam, and everybody's like cheering and shit. But I think that's so fucking weird. Like I think it's so weird that this is that big triumphant movie, like the big cherry on top, and everybody clapping and cheering for him in the courtroom. Yeah, we're reading all the ma- all the names of these soldiers that died in vain for vietnam that's what i believe anyways and like it's like it just feel it felt fucked up to me am oh. i crazy am i crazy no no, I, just no think, I can totally understand i'm like where, it's where so, so disney this is like fucking yeah the ducks beat the hawks in overtime uh <laughs> you did it eddie redmayne you fucking mm-hmm. and i'm like that's really just a movie with all these white dudes uh yeah talking about how how bad other white dudes are and i'm like that i just at times i'm like shut the fuck up but I'm happy I watched it. Um, and then uh, I watched Borat. And then I watched Borat, which also <laughs> is like, uh, I, which is at times I'm like, shut the fuck up. Uh, but there's other times where it is 
also similarly super important uh, to, mm-hmm. to see some of this stuff at this time uh, in our country's history. Um, and I actually think Borat 2 uh, is a far more effective like narrative. Mm-hmm. Uh, weirdly, like it's a pretty it's a pretty tight script and all the adapting they had to do uh, with COVID and everything else. Everything works really well. I mean, there's some still some things where I'm like, you know, maybe the basis of Borat uh, in the creation of it or whatever is just a little 2005. Uh, yeah. And and so going back to it, what? Why are you tapping me? Oh, oh okay. I thought you were telling me to stop. Um, and uh, so when Borat goes in, like with like his huge rubber like nose attached to his face into the synagogue and and as a character mm-hmm. of a Jew and like sits with uh, these Jewish women who are wonderful and 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 handle it beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it just still makes me like I understand it's cringe. I understand it's uncomfortable, but some of that edge is gone from our pop culture for a reason. Yeah, um, I know exactly and, what you mean. I I watch things all the time, and I'm like, this is too too two thousand five. Like just it's just bit, too much. Bit, yeah, like I mean, I love like, The Office, over. but there's a lot of stuff that you cannot fly. Like mm-hmm. you just can't do it, and that's okay. That's all right. It's it's okay to adapt. Um, it's far worse to fucking plant your feet down and, and decide you're not going to change with the tide because, uh, history and media will leave you behind. Mm-hmm, um, for sure. but I think this was far more, I think it was successful. I think Borat was solid. Um, and, and was a more somehow tender film than I imagined. Mm-hmm. Um, are you up on Mandalorian? <laughs> I'm not. I've uh, talked to my brother, and I, he used this wonderful phrase. I don't know if I shared it with you already. It's, you need to get right with God and watch The Mandalorian. That's that's about right, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a, especially after the premiere of season two. It's like, you mm-hmm. have, you, yeah, you should probably get right with the Lord and, yeah. and, and, <laughs> okay. and, and find yourself. I haven't yourself. seen it either. <laughs> mm-hmm. Taylor hasn't either, so we have to do that. But oof, mm-hmm. it was a, J- Favreau came out with a banger of a, of a, good of a season yeah. premiere. Um, and I'm a little bit through the second episode, but I want to catch Taylor up so we can watch it. So I won't spoil anything, but it's awesome. Um, I feel like I watched a couple other things that I was going to tell you about. Uh, planes, planes, planes. No, I think that's all of my shit. Honestly, I, I'm sure if I think I, I'll probably think of something else. But yeah, and we can share uh, it during the next uh yeah. time we do extra credits. Lex, lots of which will hopefully stuff. be soon. Yes, Joe Biden's a pre- is going to be the president. Is the president elect? There's a woman in the White House and Kamala yeah! Harris. Uh, things are going well. Um, and sorry if that offends you as a listener, but I think things are going well. Um, and I I have to I have to say that maybe 2021 is going to be a better year. I think it's fair to say it's going to be a better year. Mm-hmm. Can't be much worse. I think so. Take, take coronavirus just as a step. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, a lot of a lot of football too. I'm do, I'm I'm doing that football podcast with Aiden. Uh, oh yeah, uh, plug it. What's it called? NFL Mayo. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's, that's cute. Also on, thank you. That's also on like uh, iTunes and SoundCloud, and it's a good time. So that's kept me. I feel like um, we we keep on adding hats. Like we're mm-hmm. we're kind of journalists now in a weird way. So that's cool. Yeah, that's fun. I think next week we should talk about uh, uh, a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving because I want to go in on it. It kind of sucks. Really? Okay, sure. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I'm I'm excited. I love Thanksgiving too, so I'm I love Thanksgiving ready. as well. All right. With well, that being said, yeah, there we go. 
<laughs> I've been Katie Grotzinger. I'm Luke Taylor. And I'm Taylor Taylor. Bye, folks. Oh, I thought, I thought Katie's <laughs> going to come in and be like, and you have a good one. Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to do it, Luke. I That's also right. thought we're you were going to do we're the... Out of sync. Uh, hey, we're yeah. out of sync. You know? Mm-hmm. So, with that being said... No, okay, we already did it. Uh, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Everybody, just leave us alone. All right? <laughs> yeah. Talk to you never. All right, I'm done. <laughs> okay.